Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You're listening to Beyond the Rut, a podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. Here are your hosts, Sean Albright and Brandon Cunningham. All right, here we are for another exciting week of Beyond the Rut. I'm Sean Albright, and I got to quit saying Beyond the Rut. <laughs> sorry if sorry if that annoys everybody. It annoys me. So now that I've drawn attention to it, um, please do not send any hate mail. Yeah, don't leave a review about that because we are. <laughs> Sean's already done a review of that. Beyond the Rut. Is that better? Okay, if you guys want to call in, uh, go to our website, beyondtherut.com, and there is a button you can click to send us a voice message. And if you've got a better way for us to introduce Beyond the Rut, how to say it, that is your, that's your spot. That's your, that's your shot at, at the dream life. Hey, you could leave one that we end up using on a future episode. On every future episode, because that would be one less thing for me to have to do in the week. <laughs> there you go. All right, so today we're talking about... Um, how to get support for your dream. And what we mean by that is not financial support, but we're talking about when you finally do kind of get the, the cojones. <laughs> I almost said another word. Sorry, sorry, Jerry, you almost had to bleep that. When you get the the courage to, to step out and make your dream happen and to start pursuing it, one of the biggest landmines out there is who you involve in that process. So we're going to talk a little bit today about who do you tell and ask for support and encouragement along the way. Who do you not tell? How do you tell the difference between the two? Because I think sometimes that's a challenge for everybody. I think it's a great point because not everybody is in favor of your dream for a number of reasons. A, there might be people that think, well, if you succeed, then it makes it look like I'm not doing anything. So right. it's easier for me to tear you down. There's also people, and you and I have talked about this a number of times, there's people that you've told, hey, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and these three other things. They go, okay, you tend to say you're going to do stuff and you don't actually do it. So they, they just kind of downplay the chances of you being successful. Sometimes they're people that you care about, that you love and, you know, really love you, and they're just like, well, I don't think you should put any effort into that because you're probably not going to finish. Well, that's true, but in the past is the past, and we're talking about the future. How do you get them on board with what you're doing now, not what you didn't do? Yeah, and, and I think with what you're saying about how people, that comfort zone that we're always talking about, when when your comfort zone bumps up against somebody else's comfort zone, they're going to be less than excited to help you, to encourage you to do anything, because now they feel bad. They feel guilty. They feel like you um, have done something that they've not had the courage to do. And, you know, so they've got their own dynamic to deal with. And I think that makes it, unfortunately, that makes it really difficult to know who you really can talk to about this. And that's, that's the key is who you tell about your dream could determine your confidence going into it because you tell somebody that says, you know, hey, Sean, you're never going to do that. You're not, you know, fast enough, rich enough, you know, good enough. You're not an expert in that realm. Then it's going to kill your confidence. So you got to be careful who you share that with. You want to surround yourself with people that will encourage you, but 
You don't want to surround yourself with people that just say, yeah, that's great, Sean. You're, you can do anything. Well, I'm going to run for president. Yeah. You should do that. I mean, you know, let's all be honest. Donald Trump's surrounded by those people right now that are going, yeah, <laughs> you could be president. I don't think so, Don. <laughs> <laughs> As Brandon says that, he has on a uh, Donald Trump 2016 t-shirt. I absolutely wants. believe in Donald Trump 2016. <laughs> um. Okay, you just derailed my thought with the uh, with throwing <laughs> Donald Trump in there. I'm not. I'm Full not disclosure: sure I, can... I I voted for Ross Perot in '92, so <laughs> doesn't uh, always work out well. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to have to Google who Ross Perot is. <laughs> he pretty much became irrelevant after that one debate. He did. But, so, but it's a great example of you know who you tell your dream to. Should they encourage you or should they tell you, hey, Sean, that's something you can't do. But here's what you probably could do if you alter it in some way. Well, I think the, the where I found out the, the hard way with that is when I started blogging because it seemed like everybody I told just wanted to say, oh, yeah, it's good. It looks good. It's fine. Oh, it's, I like it. And I'm like, that's not really constructive criticism you're just basically saying yes i like it i'm i'm begging for somebody to point out things that could improve it's my first shot at it i want that so it's on one hand you want to be encouraged you know that's great and everybody needs that but on the other hand you need some truth you need some some good wisdom spoken into the situation and finding that is is sometimes pretty difficult and i think what makes it so difficult is who's the first person that we normally are the first group of people that we go to for these kind of things. It's usually our spouse and close family and really close friends, right? Probably in that, probably in that order. And sometimes your spouse, the person you love the most doesn't support the idea for a number of reasons. Some of them very valid. It's like, well, if I encourage you in, in this endeavor, whatever it is, it's going to take you away from me. It's going to take you away from the family. It's going to take you away from the things I want. So sometimes it's selfish reasons, maybe unconsciously that they're telling you something negative, but for selfish reasons, they don't want you to do it because it's going to take you away from what they want. Also, it may be that, you know, the last 10 things you've said, you didn't do. They didn't turn out to be financially, you know, independent things and, you know, it changed the world. So they, they're not on board yet. They don't like it. So like you said, you need somebody that's going to be honest with you, but you also need somebody that's just going to be a cheerleader. I really, I think you can do this. If you put effort into it, you can accomplish it, but you need somebody ultimately that's really, really honest with you. And and I think who that person ideally would be, and I know it's not always possible maybe, but with technology, I think it actually is probably pretty possible most of the time, but it's finding someone who's already done what you're trying to do because they're going to be able to give you encouragement. They're going to be able to encourage you in ways that you don't even know you need encouragement because they're going to know the pitfalls you're going to possibly fall into. They're going to know the discouragement you're going to run into along the way. And they're going to have the right answer at the right time. Plus, they're going to be able to be objective about it. Absolutely. And and we're big advocates of if you want something, you have to give it first. You know, if you want somebody to be objective in your life and give you good advice, you need to be doing that for somebody else. You know, I have a good friend. She writes a blog and it's really, um, it's, it's a great blog, but she will send me sometimes the, the first draft and say, you know, what do you think of this? Be honest. And I'll, I'll be pretty honest. I'll, I'll, 
kind of break it down and tell her where I think it's a little long or maybe a little convoluted and it doesn't make a lot of sense and send it back. And then when she publishes it, it's just better. But also, you know, I can do that with her. I can send her stuff and say, okay, this is what we're doing. What do you think? And, and sometimes her, you know, response is hard. It's hard to hear, but it's honest. It's true. And, and that's what you really need in your life. But you got to give it first in order to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point because you got to, you got to be able to sympathize is not the right word, but you have to be able to set that person up to help you. And so you got to be able to be honest with them. You got to be able to give them the information in a nutshell on what it is that you're working on. Um, you've got to be honest with what you think is potential issues or areas that you want to get some help on as well. So I think it does go both ways. So as you are helping other people, I think you're, you're able to, um, understand that that dynamic and that relationship absolutely and it's it's any kind of relationship if you want somebody to help you get your business started you need to in some way help other people you know it it it's a strange dynamic but if you serve other people you know do something for somebody else find somebody that's starting a business and saying you know this is what I think you could change. If you move stuff over here, this over here, you know, this, these are the things that you need to look at. They will in turn help you. But if you're not honest with other people, they're not going to be honest with you because they think you can't handle it. And like you were saying, whenever it's like, okay, I get everybody loves my blog. It's the greatest thing ever. I need somebody that will tell me it's either too long, too short. Sentences run together or they don't run together. I need some objective information. And the only way you get that is to be that. You know, if you want somebody to truly love you and and care about what you're doing, you need to truly love other people and care what they're doing and be invested in it. You know, we're talking about how to get support for your dream, who to involve, that sort of thing. I think it's very important to have more than one person. I think you need... Ideally, a handful of people, three to five people maybe, because they're each going to be able to bring some form of strength to the to the equation that you really need. So, for instance, you may have one person in your circle of, of encouragement. If, we could coin that. Circle of encouragement. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in the circle of encouragement. <laughs> I don't want to be in any of your circles. <laughs> I know how those go. So... Because there's always going to be the one person that's driving you to take action. You know, you need that. They may not be the biggest um, cheerleader necessarily, but they're the person that's pushing you to say, okay, you've done this now. Now you need to you need to take your next step. What's the next point of action? So you need that person. You do need the person that's just there to kind of just pile on the encouragement and, hey, you're doing great. I really like this. You did a really good job there. That sort of thing. So my point is you need multiple people that can speak into the situation that bring different uh, different angles, different perspectives, and not just a bunch of people that are nice to you and that'll say good things to you. Because in, in, in launching your dream, support does not necessarily just mean positive feedback. That's a great point. You want differing opinions because somebody's going to say that your blog's too long or your podcast is too short or you know, you should only sell this item or that item. You want a couple of different people from different perspectives because that one person, it may be their fit, but it, they may not be your customer. You know, one of the things we did when we developed this podcast is 
is we had to identify who our target market was, who's what we call an avatar is, you know, who are we talking to? And if that person that you're getting advice from would never buy your service, would never even really invest in what you're doing, that's not the only advice you want because they're probably going to tell you good stuff. But if they tell you something negative and you change it, it may miss the target market that you really want to hit. Yeah, that's totally true. You got you to gotta know who your audience is or you're going to develop something for the wrong people for sure. So, okay, so looking back at, at this group of people that we're talking about to support your dream, um, let's think of a couple of practical ways of how do you start that conversation? What's it look like? And what do you for sure want to avoid? And, and I want to start with the avoid. <laughs> and, and I think that starting off your conversation, bringing, bringing it to light, what you want to do one day, what you hope to do or what you are about to launch and doing that in the break room at work or with a couple of colleagues, I think is pretty much the worst place that I could think of outside of a family reunion. Those are the, those are the two places that I think you would just never want to do. I think there's, there's really no good explanation for why you would launch something at a family reunion other than, <laughs> you know, maybe a rocket launcher of some kind. I don't, I don't think you should ever pitch an idea at a family reunion. <laughs> Well, that's where that's where most of your big support where people think their big support comes from is from their family so they have like a family christmas everybody's you know throwing around the the liquor bottles a little bit next, next thing you know you're talking about this big idea that you have and then and then all of a sudden you have all your entire family shooting down everything that you had just spent six months thinking about <laughs> you need a better family reunion i guess evidently I'm, we have we have thinking, a lot of liquor at ours <laughs> being from east texas our family reunions are not near as good as those arkansas family reunions i mean <laughs> that's right i'm, I mean, just, I'm missing out on something there uh, i'm referring to the south texas polish family of my wife that's where <laughs> that, all of that's the uh, true <laughs> That probably is a gathering. The, the benefit to your family reunions are they always have really good meat from the father-in-law. So, you know, he brings he brings the protein. Okay, that was the dirtiest thing we've ever said. Oh, my gosh. On this show. I don't think that was oh even remotely God. dirty, but okay. He he uh, is an actual butcher that owns a, 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 butcher. That, that a, was a meat processing the place. So. That was probably the way you should have said that. Oh my <laughs> he brings goodness. the protein. <laughs> okay, let's get back on track here. So the other scenario was introducing your dream and your <laughs> – we're having a hard time uh, gathering our composure now. So having this conversation in the break room at work or with some of your colleagues, I think that's maybe the second worst place to do that because you're – at least in my work experience, you're you're kind of going in in and I've lost it. I've lost my brain. Well, I think what you're thinking is when <laughs> Rescue you're, me. you're going against the grain here, because a lot of the people that you work for have never gone beyond the road. There you go. They've never broken out of this cubicle city and made their own path. So you're telling them something that's very contrary to what they're trying to do at work. Yeah. So you want to tell them, you know, something you want to feed them little bits, but that's the last place you want to launch a new idea because they're going to shoot it down because you might break out of the prison they're in. 
Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going with it because in the workplace, primarily you are you're on equal ground, at least with the people in your department. So when when you look like you're starting to stretch out a little bit more, they're also going to look at it from the angle of, oh, you're going to start doing this on the side. Where's your commitment? I'm going to have to pick up the slack. I'm going to have to do more here at the here at the workplace, or you're going to get attention that would otherwise go to me. That sort of thing. So I think that's. I just don't think that's a great place to do it. And doing it publicly like that, I think, is not necessarily the greatest place in the world either. And I think that's the beauty in picking out two or three people, individuals. And to me, the right way to do it is to invite them for coffee or for lunch and just explain to them what it is that you're trying to do, why you're t- why you're seeking them out to be one of the first people that you're telling, and um, and try to set the set a schedule or set an expectation that this can be a regularly occurring type of meeting <laughs> we uh we are having technical difficulties here so um brandon just had his mic on mute so we're professionals here and what he just said was probably the greatest thing that nobody will ever hear <laughs> i try to use the mute button so i don't make too much noise while i'm just sitting here so you know <laughs> if you ever go hunting with Brandon. He's the guy that points the shotgun in the air and pulls the trigger 15 times, but nothing ever fires because he didn't take the safety off. That actually has happened to me before. So (laughs) that's a pretty accurate description of me hunting. Okay. So to wrap it up, I mean, basically the general thought here is don't just blindly start blasting out to everybody what you're trying to work on, what your dream is. Pick two or three people that you really trust that will be objective with you. So maybe they're not your best pal. Maybe they're not your family and they're not your spouse, which yes, you need your spouse to be on board with things. But when you're looking for that kind of day-to-day encouragement and somebody to help you along the path, maybe your spouse isn't the right person for that. They can be on the team, I guess, but I really think that you need additional people. And the key person is someone that you know that has done the exact same thing or at least a very similar thing in the past. And, And a lot of times it's not even fair to use your spouse because your spouse wants to be encouraging to you but they also want to be honest with you. So sometimes it's not even fair to say, what do you think about this idea? And like you just said, if they've never done that, they've, they're they not in the industry of, you know, our wives both think podcasting is some sort of magical, you know, David Copperfield stuff. You know, they, they have no idea what podcasting is. So they weren't real supportive at first as far as, you know, I don't know if you're going to be good at it or not because I've never heard of it. But, you know, don't pick your spouse and say, what do you think about this when they've never done anything like it? Right. Because now they're trying to understand this new this new thing along with how does it fit into the family? How does it fit into our already busy schedule? That sort of thing. And, and the problem that and maybe it wasn't a problem, but just something that we talked about earlier that Brandon and I both certainly had to deal with was having the conversation where we're trying to break it to our wives. Hey, here's something new that I'm going to do this other project. And their first thought is, okay, you've done like 10 of these before and they didn't turn out so good, which actually in the, in, in the long run has served us well because we are professional failures (laughs) (laughs) and and restarters. (laughs) Uh, So perfected finishing yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we do have a good track record with not giving up with that continual search for what our dream is and how to really accomplish it. And this podcast is a, is a result of 10 other projects in our probably past five years that maybe didn't go so smooth, didn't go the way that we wanted. And so now, you know, having that discussion with our wives, you know, they kind of probably look at it and rightfully so and think, okay, here we go again. So we've, we've done it a little differently this time where we are, you know, searching out people in different podcasting groups and listening to mentors and uh, listening to other successful podcasters and taking their tips and things like that. So um, I think that's been the biggest difference this time around. So kind of wrapping it up as you, as you go out to start your dream, start your goal, whatever it is that you're working on, start your new business, something like that. Make sure you find the right people. Give us some thought before you just bust out and and send out a mailer to everybody in your social network or put it on Facebook. Um, and, and in fact, I would not put it on Facebook until pretty much until you're ready to start marketing, whatever it is that you're working on. So stay out of social media, keep it one-to-one with uh, two, three, four people that you trust and respect and that have done it before. And I think you'll find the support that you're looking for. That's a great way to wrap this up. And, and just, I would add on to that is just, you know, keep it small until you're ready to go big. Don't go big too soon. Don't don't act like you need to reach the world is until that, you're ready. Was that a Viagra commercial? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jerry's going to have so much fun with this episode. All right. I'll, all right. So I think we'll wrap it up with that. So just remember to make your own path. Don't do what everybody else has done. Good night. Thank you for joining us on episode 13 of Beyond the Rut podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to our show, then share us with your family and friends. You can also check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 013. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.